and you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Coming to you on the Mojo 5.0 radio network and streaming on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. You can follow me on Twitter at Right Now Jim Dawes or shoot me an email at Right Now Jim Dawes at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. You can leave a voicemail for me at 772-245-0750. That number again, 772-245-0750. Leave your voicemail there, and we might use your call on a future broadcast. And thanks again for joining us. Well, the mainstream media, that is the leftist media, the spokespeople for the Democrat National Committee, have fully mobilized and rallied around the perpetrators of the Spygate hoax. And on yesterday's program, I I pointed out how the mainstream media have now become the big protectors of our national security secrets. That's right. This is the same... Mainstream media who published the Pentagon Papers that destroyed our war effort in Vietnam. The same ones that uh, at the beginning of the Trump administration published entire transcripts of his phone calls with foreign leaders. I think it was the, uh, the Prime Minister of Australia and the President of Mexico. And have been a steady source of deep state leaks from Comey, Brennan and Clapper designed to paint the President of the United States as somehow um, a, a toady for Vladimir Putin and having stole the 2016 presidential election. All that is water under the bridge now that Bill Barr has become begun his investigation into the origins of the Spygate scandal. And now these same people who never batted an eye at publishing national security secrets, have somehow decided that they are the only ones that are qualified to determine which of these national security secrets are worthy of publishing. They are the only ones that can cherry-pick the, uh, the secrets that they want to publicize in order to try to spin it to make the political enemies of the Democrat Party look bad. And Bill Barr, who began his career in the CIA and has a long history of serving this country in the Department of Justice, he somehow is illegitimate and unqualified to make these decisions. It's really quite amazing, and it's, it's, it's breathtaking to watch these people's lack of self-awareness and their utter and towering hypocrisy. And yesterday... The, uh, the Washington Post, actually last night, it's being published in the paper edition of the Washington Post today, published a op-ed from none other than James Comey. And in it, he lays out his defenses, uh, sort of a preemptive strike against Bill Barr's investigation into all this. And basically what the, the op-ed does is try to take the heat off of himself and put it directly onto um, John Brennan. That's not what he says 
he doesn't say it outright in the op-ed, but uh, it's clear if you read the column that that's what he's doing. The, uh, the column is titled, No Treason, Just uh, Conspiracy Theories and Dumb Ones at That. And he starts out the column by calling the President of the United States a liar. That's, uh, that's a recurring theme because the President has pointed out that, in fact, his campaign was eavesdropped on and that they did spy on it. And it wasn't just a, a matter of eavesdropping. It was, in fact, active spying measures. They, they sent undercover operatives into the Trump campaign to infiltrate and then report back to the intelligence community. And uh, he goes on to state in this, this op-ed, repeating this, uh, this mantra that uh, all of establishment Washington is committed to, that Russia engaged in a massive effort to interfere in the 2016 presidential election. Now, uh, this is uh, uh, an article that is taken as gospel that has yet to be proven. It wasn't proven in the Mueller report, and it hasn't been proven in any of the investigations that have occurred so far. Did Russia meddle in the 2016 presidential elections? Yes, they did. They have meddled in every one of our investigations going or uh, our elections going back almost 100 years. And guess what? We have meddled in their elections as well. It is basically standard operating procedure now. And Hillary Clinton, when she was Secretary of State, was deeply involved in the election over in Russia, where Vladimir Putin won re-election by a large margin. But uh, the, her State Department and the CIA organized um, public demonstrations against Vladimir Putin and funded his political enemies. I'm not saying that uh, we necessarily should not have done that. But at the same time, you can't be surprised when they reciprocate in kind. I think what really is, uh, you know, uh, got Russia motivated in all of this was our interference in the election campaigns in Ukraine and ultimately engineering a coup that toppled the duly elected president, of the, uh, pro-Russia president of the Ukraine in a uh, in in a, a violent coup, but I digress. We get back to this op-ed that uh, Comey published. He, after stating that he uh, takes as gospel that uh, Russia engaged in this mass- massive effort, as near as I can tell by reading the Mueller report, that uh, that massive so-called effort included spending about a hundred thousand dollars on social media, Facebook ads. That was absolutely a tiny drop in the bucket compared to the billions of dollars that were spent by the Clinton and Trump campaigns and all of their um, supporters and political action committees. And oh, by the way, they insist that these, uh, these efforts were designed to support Donald Trump. If you look at these Facebook ads that the uh, Russian troll farm bought, they were about equally divided between pro-Trump and pro-Clinton, and anti-Trump, and anti-Clinton ads. Again, a tiny drop in the bucket. And Mueller insists that we we buy into this um, representation that they have proof that the Russian GRU, basically their version of the NSA, hacked into the Democrat National Committee servers 
and John Brennan's Gmail, I mean, uh, John Podesta's email account. We don't know that for a fact. And you'll notice that in Mueller's report, he's, uh, he very scrupulously avoids addressing the claims by uh, William Benny and his organization, Veteran Intelligence Professionals for Sanity, that it was impossible for uh, the hack, as described by the Democrats' private contractor, CrowdStrike, to have occurred as they describe it, because it, the transfer rate simply is not possible. But uh, Comey goes on in this, uh, this op-ed after he calls the president a liar and then bases his entire article on this claim that we know that Russia engaged in this massive effort to, to say that uh, the FBI basically had no other choice because they learned that in April 2016, an advisor talked to a Russian agent in London. Now, that advisor that he's referring to there is George Papadopoulos, and the, the so-called Russian agent that he talked to in London is Joseph Mifsud. Now, all indications are at this point that, Rus- uh, that uh, Joseph Mifsud was not a Russian agent, that he, in fact, he was an operative for Western intelligence. We don't know whether he was working directly for John Brennan's CIA or for uh, the British MI6. But if Joseph Mifsud is a Russian agent, why was the FBI sending their agents to get trained by him at his school in Rome? Or that was that an infiltration effort, or was in fact Joseph Mifsud another one of these uh, these undercover operatives, similar to Stefan Halper and Azra Turk, the two that they have admitted admitted were sent to infiltrate the Trump campaign, or was he working for the CIA's John Brennan in order to establish this so-called predicate? for Brennan to, uh, to uh, give the information to Comey and him to open up a counterintelligence investigation that morphed into a, un, uh, a, a criminal investigation of a crime that was never established by Robert Mueller. Comey uh, protests in this op-ed, when we finally learned of this April meeting in July of 2016, What should the FBI have done? Let it go? Go tell the Trump campaign? Tell the press? No, he says. Investigate. See what the facts were. Well, as a matter of fact, you didn't have to uh, take out a FISA warrant against what is appearing to be no fewer than four Trump campaign associates. You could have asked John Brennan, who was this Joseph Massoud that supplied this information to George Papadopoulos? that you were able to then receive from the Australian diplomat, Alexander Downer, and open up this counterintelligence investigation. So it's said that there are transcripts of all of these conversations that the intelligence and law enforcement communities had with George Papadopoulos. And if a, uh, a recording of... The conversation with Joseph Mifsud exists. It's going to be very interesting to see how he goes about 
salting that information to George Papadopoulos. And one of the biggest bombshells will be if Bill Barr can determine whether or not Joseph Mifsud, who has been hiding ever since all of this stuff hit the fan, hiding in the shadow of the American embassy in Rome, by the way, but if they can determine whether or not Joseph Mifsud was, in fact, working for John Brennan or MI6. But that paragraph in Comey's op-ed, what were we to do? Go tell the Trump campaign? Well, if you really believed that the Russians were targeting the Trump campaign, trying to infiltrate it, why would you not have gone and told Chris Christie, who was working on the campaign, a former federal attorney for New Jersey? Why would you not have gone and told Rudy Giuliani, a former U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York? Would you not have tried to inoculate the campaign and keep the Russians from succeeding in infiltrating the campaign? Or was your motive to sit back and watch and see whether George Papadopoulos, with this bogus information that was provided to him possibly by a CIA or MI6 operative, would sabotage the Trump campaign? We know, at least according to George Papadopoulos, that he never discussed his conversations with Joseph Massoud with anybody in the Trump campaign. You know, this, uh, this whole thing gets curiouser and curiouser as time goes on. But it's pretty clear, uh, and I, I urge you to read this op-ed by James Comey in the Washington Post. Dumb lies, he calls it. And you tell me if it doesn't sound like what he's trying to do is declare his ignorance of everything that happened before Alexander Downer reported to um, to John Brennan, actually, that Papadopoulos was told that Russia had uh, Hillary Clinton emails. And oh, by the way... Um, Alexander Downer, the Australian diplomat that had been posted to London for 16 years, claims that George Papadopoulos never mentioned anything about emails to him. Was that just another Brennan lie in order to establish a predicate for a criminal investigation into the Trump campaign? You know, what's going to happen here is all of this stuff is going to hit the fan as Mueller digs deeper and deeper into this. And one of the first things that he is said to be looking at are the transcripts of these conversations. If a transcript exists of his of uh, George Papadopoulos's discussions with Joseph Mifsud, and it turns out that uh, Mifsud was, in fact, working for John Brennan, then all of this is illegitimate and it's going to result in uh, John Brennan being indicted for lying to Congress. And if it turns out that, um, that Alexander Downer's conversation with Papadopoulos, that Papadopoulos never said anything about any emails from Russia, then once again, John Brennan is going to have been shown to lie in his testimony to Congress. And that may explain why John John Brennan 
immediately after he left the CIA, he trotted his, uh, himself over there to MSNBC and signed a contract to become an uh, intelligence analyst for them. Can you imagine? You know, they talk about the, the threat to our democracy that Bill Barr's investigation into the origins of the uh, Spygate scandal represents. Can you imagine their reaction if a Republican um, former CIA chief had gone on Fox News, for instance, and basically declared a public relations war against the sitting president of the United States based on, again, a bunch of lies. Remember when he said he knew for a fact that Mueller was going to indict members of the Trump campaign for conspiring with Russia. Then when it turned out that uh, Mueller found no such thing, he just came forward and just uh, said, oh, well, I must have had bad information. They have done irreparable damage, one, to the faith, what little faith we had in America's intelligence and law enforcement communities, and damaged this administration irreparably on its ability to carry out this America First agenda that is that the American people voted for. So I've got a clip here from you. This is uh, this is Trey Gowdy uh, back last year, early 2018, uh, questioning John Brennan about the, whether or not this dossier, Stephen uh, or uh, Christopher Steele's dossier, was used uh, as a as a, a justification for him recommending to James Comey that they uh, they began monitoring the Trump campaign. Do you know who commissioned the Steele dossier? I don't. Now, if you believe that John Brennan does not know who commissioned the Steele dossier, well, either one or two things are true there. Either he really stinks as a director of the Central Intelligence Agency, not to even bother knowing who was paying for Christopher Steele to assemble this... um, this collection of lies and Russian disinformation, or once again, he is lying to Congress. And, and by the way, he's got a history of lying to Congress. He, uh, he once uh, deployed the Central Intelligence Agency to spy on the uh, Senate Intelligence Committee, lied about it, and then ultimately had to admit that he lied and just claims that uh, he was unaware of it. If you think that CIA agents spied, went in and uh, hacked the email servers of the Senate Intelligence Committee without the knowledge of the director of the Central Intelligence Agency, you just don't know how things work in Washington. But uh, back to this, uh, this questioning from Trey Gowdy of John Brennan. I don't. Did the CIA rely on it? No. Why not? Because we we didn't. It wasn't part of the corpus of intelligence uh, information that we had. It was not in any way used as a basis for the intelligence community assessment that was done. John Brennan is dumb as a rock, and he is most certainly more corrupt. He is is almost like having a, um, a double agent in charge of our very own CIA. He deployed the intelligence agency's assets in order to undermine a presidential uh, administration. And you can't help but note 
that John Brennan's uh, very first vote that he cast for president of the United States was for the Communist Party USA's candidate back in, I think it was 1976. And he is a committed Islamist who has, uh, has basically thrown open the doors uh, to, um, to radical Islam uh, to the United States when he was posted as the CIA station director in Saudi Arabia. Of the 18 9-11 hijackers, I think John Brennan signed off on the visa applications of 14 or 15 of them. But, you know, I am almost inclined to give Jim Comey the benefit of the doubt. Yes, he has been underhanded in his dealings. Yes, he has uh, tried mightily to cover his butt in this whole affair and um, and undermine the administration. But he may have been, in fact, played by John Brennan. I doubt it. But... I'm perfectly willing to, to let uh, Bill, Bill Barr make that determination, and I, I implicitly trust Bill Barr to uh, to let the truth come out. That same Trey Gowdy was on uh, Martha McCallum's show on the, the evening newscast on Fox, which is absolutely the best newscast on TV discussing this very topic. I don't use the word treason. Uh, it's a crime for which you can be put to death, so I'm pretty judicious in how I use it. But Comey goes on in that op-ed to talk about the good men and women of the FBI. And there are lots of good women and men at the FBI. Um, most of them would never target a political campaign and hope that it lost $100 million to nothing. Most FBI agents would never belittle political supporters of someone else and say they could smell them at a Walmart. They would never promise to stop a political candidate. They would never say they were destabilizing for the country or call them an effing idiot. They would never use unverified information, give it the imprimatur of the U.S. government, and then submit it in a FISA application. But Martha, every FBI agent that was involved in 2016 did that? That was done by the FBI. So Comey has no one but to blame but himself. No one to blame but himself if he is concerned about what the investigation in 2016 may uncover. Most FBI agents wouldn't do any of what I described. Unfortunately, the ones he picked did all of that. It doesn't look good for Jim Comey. And, and what you'll find is the defining characteristic of most of these bureaucrats that rise to the top of federal agencies, including the law enforcement and intelligence agencies, or their abilities to cover their butts. And that is what uh, we have witnessed for the last two years since uh, Jim Clapper, James Comey, and John Brennan have left the, uh, the, the government. They have been engaged in a public relations campaign to undermine this administration and cover their butts for the wrongdoing that they engaged in in the 2016 presidential election. And there has come to light now a very interesting theory on why, in fact, uh, they did this. Because, according to this theory, and, and we're going to cover it in depth after the break, 
this political spying did not begin during the 2016 presidential election. It goes all the way back to 2012 under the Obama administration when they were allowing private contractors to access the NSA databases on private citizens and political opponents of the Obama administration. And it's said, according to this theory, that the reason that they got these FISA warrants in the campaign is to do a uh, a post-facto justification for all that spying that had already taken place. When we come back from the the break, we're going to hear from Joseph DeGeneva on this. We'll be back after two commercials. Stick with us on Right Now with Jim Dawes. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Need an extra hand with dinner? Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot, and Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to discover more. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes, your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America first perspective on the Mojo 50 radio network. So Thomas Lifson writes in The American Thinker that the reason for this Russia hoax was all a cover up effort. For the Obama's uh, political or the Obama administration's political spying that has been going on since 2012, you'll note that that date, 2012, covers two years in which Robert Mueller was actually the director of the FBI that was knee deep in these spying efforts. And Lifson quotes Joe DeGeneva ext- uh, extensively in this article, this column an American thinker. And I'm going to play for you um, some of the clips from this interview that Lifson cites took place on a conservative talk show station in in Washington, D.C. I didn't know there were any conservative talk shows in Washington, D.C. But DeGeneva really uh, sort of drops the bombshells of exactly what has gone on. Now, whether or not um, the Russiagate hoax, the Spygate scandal, was in fact an effort to cover up this spying that took place by allowing private contractors to go into NSA databases, on which I have been telling you for a couple of years now, collects all of our phone calls, all of our emails, all of our text messages. It's not a FISA warrant. 
It is simply the information that the Patriot Act post 9-11 authorized the National Security Administration to collect on all of us. It's being stored in giant server farms. And apparently, since 2012, not government officials, but private contractors working for the government have been allowed to just uh, go into these databases and draw out information on American citizens with impunity. So here's the first of these clips, and they're kind of long clips. I think it's important you hear it uh, because Joe DeGeneva is uh, probably uh, the best observer and describer of exactly what is going on in establishment Washington, D.C., and in the uh, CIA and the FBI and the Department of Justice. And uh, I want you to hear his theory on this. Full-scale war. Um, Let me tell you exactly what's going on here. This is very important for the listeners. When Bill Barr became attorney general, the president said, "See see if you can get to the bottom of what happened during the campaign. Bill Barr tried to do that, and you will recall from his interview with Fox, he said he now had more questions than he had when he started. Chris Ray, the current FBI director, was stonewalling the current attorney general, Bill Barr, on disclosure of certain information about FBI conduct. You remember that uh, Christopher Ray went before Congress and said that as far as he knew, there was no spying on the Trump campaign. Well, we know for a fact that there was. I mean, that's in the public record at this point. So you've got the current director of the FBI going on. Uh, before the Intelligence Committee um, in the House and, uh, you know, basically uh, stating a falsehood. Now, they're trying to claim that it's all about the definition of spying, but if you're eavesdropping on your political opponents, if you're sending undercover operatives to infiltrate the campaign, that is most certainly, by any definition, spying. And it was quite interesting when Christopher Ray went up there and claimed that that was not going on, when in fact everybody who's been keeping up with all of this knows that that is not true. It got very, very heated. So, And Gina Haspel, the CIA director, was also resisting disclosure of certain information. Barr got fed up, went to the president and said, Mr. President, I can't answer your question, and here's why. And the president said, fine. 24 hours later... The order came out. This is full-scale war between the Attorney General of the United States and, believe it or not, another FBI director who thinks he's James Comey. Well, I don't know if he thinks he's James Comey, but he he might think that he's J. Edgar Hoover. What you got to keep in mind about any of these deep state federal agencies is administrations come and go. There's Republicans, there's Democrats. uh, That's sort of a revolving door. Uh, they're all at the mercy of the, the deep state bureaucrats when they come in. You'll recall when Chuck Schumer said that the that Trump was really making a mistake by questioning the intelligence communities because they have seven ways to Sunday to get you. And that's exactly what we've been witnessing for these, well, actually prior to the election and most certainly since the administration took office. Christopher Ray is a disaster. He's an unmitigated disaster. But I want you to just, but just think about this. Look at two newspaper headlines. 
May 24th, Washington Post. Unease as Barr's power grows. Carryover headline. Current former officials fear distortion of FBI CIA's work. Next day, New York Times. Order to review to review secrets pits CIA versus Justice Department. Order to review our secrets review secrets sets up power struggle. You are watching the quintessential Washington power battle. And here's the problem for the agencies, the FBI and the CIA. They have one disadvantage. They can leak to the Post and the Times, but they do not have subpoena power. And Bill Barr does. Having formerly held a top secret security clearance myself, I can tell you what uh, tactics the CIA and the FBI and the other agencies will use and try to, in order to try to stonewall uh, Barr's investigation, and that will be the need to know. It's not enough to have a security clearance. Just because you have a security clearance does not allow you to have access to all of the classified information in the government. You also have to have a need to know. And what Ray and Haspel and the other of these, uh, these institutional um, bureaucrats in Washington are going to claim is that Barr does not have the need to know because they have already made the determination that uh, Jim Comey and, and John Brennan and Jim Clapper's activities were legitimate. And they'll do that because to do any less is going to expose this, uh, this massive scandal that, uh, that in fact, these, uh, these spying mechanisms that we allowed to be set up over the objection of civil libertarians after 9-11, the Patriot Act, that's been collecting all of our information, have been abused against the political opponents of the last administration, the Obama administration, and Ron Paul... And other civil, Rand Paul, I should say, I think Ron Paul did as well, predicted that this would happen. They predicted that if you violated the Fourth Amendment of the U.S. Constitution and just collected all of this information, that most certainly the temptation from these craven politicians would be too great and they would start to use it for their own political ends. This next clip I'm going to play you details this uh, this. I guess you would call it a breach of of our um, of of this uh, this program, this NSA program. But I'm not so sure that it is a bug in the program rather than a feature, because because if you collect all of this information, you most certainly can expect it to be abused um, and and deployed against the American people, and that's exactly what the Obama administration did. You, we are headed toward a gigantic, gigantic fight. The intelligence community, which includes the FBI, is in full resistance to disclosing what they did during the presidential campaign. But here's the other problem they have, and they're very fearful of. And here it comes. Here is the other problem they have. They have, and they're very fearful of. The FISA court has already found that there was political spying going on starting in 2012, not 15, 
not 16, 2012. Why was that spying going on in the Obama administration? The FBI and the CIA desperately fear that if these disclosures become publicly known in a wide-ranging way, their powers may be cut back, FISA may be restricted, and some additional people may go to prison. This Christopher Ray is now standing in the way of history. Make no mistake about it. Christopher Ray has become an enemy of the people. Now, they're, they're, uh, they put George Papadopoulos in jail for lying uh, to the FBI. There's no indication that he, in fact, lied to the FBI, but he succumbed to the pressure to, to cop a plea in order to avoid, um, you know, long prison sentence. And they've done the same thing to General Michael Flynn. Now, what what we have documented here is several of these uh, these deep state bureaucrats, including Brennan, Clapper, Comey, Strzok, maybe Page. I'm not uh, certain of whether or not, or not Page lied, but certainly Bruce Orr and his wife Nellie lied. Why do they get to lie to cover up this wrongdoing and and not be held accountable at all? So most certainly when Barr starts digging into this, uh, you know, all of these people with a few exceptions have left the government in order to try to avoid uh, the inspector general's investigation. But most certainly some of them should be indicted and charged with lying to Congress. They took an oath and they violated their oath of office and their uh, their oath to tell the truth before Congress. And on this next clip, I'm going to play you from Joseph de Genova. He he again points out the hypocrisy of that I that I pointed out to you yesterday of John Brennan claiming that uh, all of this has got to be kept secret for fear of exposing the informant that he has got in Vladimir Putin's inner circle. Well, first of all. It, if there is, in fact, an informant in Vladimir Putin's inner circle, then somebody in the deep state allowed that to be leaked to the Washington Post to publicize it. And you can bet, if that is true, that uh, that the uh, Russians know exactly who that person is. And yesterday I pointed out one of three possibilities. Either the person doesn't exist and it was invented out of whole cloth by John Brennan to justify all of this. Or two, Brennan burned this source and imperiled his life because maybe he was providing misinformation or three um, he was uh, he was providing misinformation and he was uh, working for the Russian uh, intelligence agencies and and uh, played Brennan for a fool. There's a fourth possibility, and that is that uh, that Russia, in fact, burned their own agent in order to expose that they had made a fool out of John Brennan. But here's DeGeneva uh, talking about this very issue. About this, if you will, for a minute. The New York Times, in its story, and the Washington Post, in its story, you know, going crazy over this power being devolved bar, say that one of the things that the CIA is really worried about is that their key informant, who's very close to Vladimir Putin, may be revealed. 
Okay, now, <laughs> just ask yourself this question. If you really thought that this source was so important, would you tell the New York Times Bingo. and the Washington Post? Do you think that Putin and his people don't know at this point who that person is since there are already stories written about it in 2018? This is so stupid. What the agency and the FBI are doing, they are literally at war with the president of the United States and his attorney general. This, this is unbelievable. And, you know, I, I just I, I tell people, read your papers carefully and you've got to follow this. This is as big as it gets. It's the greatest political scandal in the history of this country. And uh, Jim Comey's protestations aside, we absolutely have to get to the bottom of this. I don't know if uh, at this point whether I'm buying into this theory that the whole Spygate scandal was uh, an effort to cover up Obama administration's misuse of the NSA data that's collected on all of us. We shall see. What they're saying is, uh, that because they got this, uh, these FISA warrants against Carter Page and Paul Manafort and um, Roger Stone and others, that um, this political spying was justified because it was based on information from this, uh, this mole inside Vladimir Putin's inner circle. I'm not sure how that um, clears the FBI and the CIA and private contractors for, from accessing the NSA database, I don't quite understand how that would justify it. But Joe DeGeneva um, insists that that is uh, the case here, and I have to admit that Joe, Joe DeGeneva has superior knowledge in these areas than I do. And this next clip I'm going to play you, it's the last clip from uh, this interview with Joe DeGeneva on this Washington talk show um, he confirms what I've been telling you for a long time and what many of you uh, have have doubted uh, that, in fact, it, because it's very difficult to wrap your mind around the idea that all of our communications are being collected and stored by our own government with promises to protect it and then turn around and let all of that. Inf- First of all, they never should collect it to begin with, but then turn around and allow not not even law enforcement or, uh, or intelligence agents, but private contractors to access that information to then be uh, fed into the political machine of, uh, of the current administration, the Obama administration in this case, to use against their political enemies. Here's this clip from Joe Jadenova. Joe, uh, Sheila Jackson Lee... During a December 2018 House Judiciary Committee hearing with former Attorney General Loretta Lynch was asked about some FISA warrants. And she says she talks about Carter Page, George Papadopoulos, Paul Manafort, Michael Flynn, and says one thing that all of these persons had in common was that each was the subject of a FISA court investigation, which we now know, and all were directly connected to Trump. Loretta Lynch replies, yes. Now, we never knew that anyone other than Carter Page had FISA warrants taken out against him. So there were four now that we know about. Don't don't conclude that. First of all, you have two dumb people talking to each other. 
You have Sheila Jackson Lee, who is a total idiot and who really is a very, very disturbed person. I mean, she, her brain is just... But also Loretta Lynch, who it could have be the dumbest attorney general in the history of the United States. Do not... Uh, what, what they may have been referring to unwittingly are what I just discussed. Illegal surveillance on some of these people by these queries. What happens is when you go into a 702 database, you get everything. A 702 database that he's referring to there are these uh, uh, these servers that have been set up that is collecting all of our information. It's hard to wrap your mind around the idea that they could, in fact, do that. But you have to keep in mind that the whole Library of Congress can be stored on on one memory stick, one one terabyte memory stick. And these server farms that they're setting up, they're huge. The latest one is in suburban Salt Lake City which may explain why they put John Huber, the U.S. attorney for Utah, on this case to begin with. But um, what DeGeneva is saying is about to tell you here will confirm what I've been telling, telling you for the last couple of years and what Bill Benny has been saying to anybody who will listen. Never has there been a whistleblower that has blown the whistle so loud and so long as William Benny. And you don't know whether the American people just can't digest what is actually happening to us or whether they've become so complacent uh, with the loss, the absolute loss of their privacy and this Orwellian realization that the government now knows everything about us and will use that information to suppress us. Surveillance on some of these people by these queries. What happens is when you go into a 702 database, you get everything, phone calls, text messages, emails, everything. Remember, the National Security Agency scoops up everything. And by the way, they have Hillary Clinton's 30,000 deleted emails at NSA, if anybody wants to get them. And I'm sure that Huber and John Durham are going to get them. Wouldn't that be interesting? Now, I've said for a long time that they, they have all of these emails uh, that Hillary Clinton destroyed and could access them if they wanted to. I'm not sure if that is the case. They may have gone in there and destroyed all of that information. And if they have, then that, uh, that proves that they were part of the cover-up of these huge contributions, hundreds of millions of dollars to the Clinton Foundations in order for Hillary Clinton to grant favors for foreign powers while she was Secretary of State. If they have gone in there and deleted these 30,000 emails that she destroyed on her own private servers, then once again, you've got this huge cover-up that the Obama administration has engaged in. You know, you would think that the Washington Post and the New York Times and all of these, uh, these mainstream media outlets that consider themselves to be journalists might have more interest in what's going on. But because of their political ideology, they are ignoring the greatest political scandal in history while it develops right before their eyes. And they're ceding the ground to alternative sources of media like the Daily Caller and American Thinker and and others that are uh, uh, Sarah Carter 
and um, Kimberly Stossel that are actually, you know, uh, filling this void and doing the the real journalistic uh, work that they ought to be getting Pulitzer Prizes for. But the left-wing media is uh, spending uh, their time and energy engaged in a cover-up. Their disinformation campaign that they waged for two years has been exposed now, and now they're engaged in a cover-up, which I have no doubt will result in more Pulitzer Prizes being given to them if they're able to pull it off. Journalism, establishment journalism, legacy journalism is dead. The Wall Street Journal and the New York Times are propaganda outlets. They don't engage in journalism anymore. They engage in a very uh, deep, highly sophisticated uh, brand of propaganda designed to shape um, Washington policy and to misinform the American people. So, sorry for interrupting here, but I'm going to get back to this clip with Joseph DeGeneva, who, uh, who, who is uh, confirming what Bill Benny has been saying for a long time, and I've been telling you as well. Her brain is just... But also, Loretta Lynch, who it could have been the dumbest attorney general in the history of the United States, do not... Uh, what, what they may have been referring to unwittingly are what I just discussed. Illegal surveillance on some of these people by these queries. What happens is when you go into a 702 database, you get everything, phone calls, text messages, emails, everything. Remember, the National Security Agency scoops up everything. And by the way, they have Hillary Clinton's 30,000 deleted emails at NSA, if anybody wants to get them. And I'm sure that Huber and John Durham are going to get them. Here's the deal. We don't know if there were other FISAs. We do know that there was extensive illegal spying by going into these databases at NSA. What probably they're referring to is that these other people, uh, other than Carter Page, were spied on by using NSA databases without authority, by using contractors. That's, and by the way, Adam Schiff knows all of this. That's why he is fighting so desperately to have everybody stop. Because the great scandal is not what happened in 2016, although that is a great scandal. It's what happened starting in 2012 when they were illegally accessing NSA data. By the way, anybody who wants to know about this can read the FISA court opinion of April 26, 2017, in which this is all discussed. In April 2017, uh, Washington was deeply immersed in this Spygate scandal, this Russiagate hoax, and it sort of passed under everybody's radar that uh, this investigation that was conducted by a FISA court judge revealed that the NSA databases had been accessed tens of thousands of times against American citizens and the political opponents of Barack Obama. The media took no interest, the mainstream, the legacy media took no interest in that whatsoever. And to tell you the truth, I'm not sure how, other than uh, a, uh, um, a distraction, the Russiagate scandal uh, could have covered all of that up. 
but it is certainly something that we need to uh, to find out about. And if those uh, those records were compromised and and deployed against Obama's political opponent, opponents, then you will have a brand new biggest scandal in the uh, pol- uh, political scandal in American history. We never should have given up our privacy protections. We never should have allowed this to happen. The old saying, uh, I think it was um, Benjamin Franklin, says that a people that will sacrifice their freedom from for security deserve and will get neither. And that's what happened when Congress passed this Patriot Act. It was done for the best motives. But it was certainly such a violation of the Constitution, it never should have been able to uh, get through the Congress and the President of the United States. And it's going to be very interesting whether or not these logs that show all of these violations uh, survive this investigation of Bill Barr. And you talk about a, a, a sprawling, wide-ranging scandal what Bill Barr is about to look into makes these uh, uh, this investigation that Robert Mueller conducted, and you will notice conspicuously avoided any of these issues. It'll make that look like uh, child's play. Man, oh man. So Brennan's Kremlin mole is somehow imperiled by Bill Barr going in and looking at all of this. And the Washington Post and the New York Times insists that Bill Barr stop it. You got to call off the dogs. You're about to go into areas now that we have been steadfastly avoiding and we would like to continue to avoid because it is going to make our chosen one, Barack Obama, Uh, looked like the political hack that he really was. Well, that takes us to the end of another edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes. I want to thank you for joining us. And I invite you back here tomorrow for another edition right here on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. We'll talk to you then. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm. Good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. This episode is sponsored by schwanns.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details.